This is a Mad Dog Show preseason special. Now, here he is, the Mad Dog. And we have Dari Noka back from the SEC Network. How you doing, Dari? I'm good. I just finished up uh, day two at Media Days here. So, you know, just uh, back to the room and I, I see this bed sitting behind me, like looking all comfortable and stuff. And But I'm, I'm staying out of it. I can't go there. I can't go there. Thanks for uh, letting us take up your nap time. No, no, no. I, I don't need to be. Uh, actually, I'm going to go work out. I, I need the opposite of that bed. Yeah. So this I is understand. So tell <laughs> us about Media Days from from how that is for you, for folks outside looking in. Yeah, it's 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 fun, man. You know, the SEC does it like nobody else with four full days and and all that stuff. I mean, I'm not going to lie. By like day three or, you know, early day four, you're like, OK, this is a lot. You know, we can wrap this thing up now. But um, all in all, like it's it's for me, like talking football is one thing. Hearing from the coaches is one thing. But it's just kind of me getting to see Doring again and 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 Takeo and Ben and McElroy and all guys that we get to work with on a daily basis uh that that i i mean i see them more because of baseball and so you know like they're with us all year but it's it, it's it's kind of like getting a band back together and we haven't seen each other together for like you know six seven months and it's really cool so you know getting to spend time with those guys is is kind of one of the great things about and I imagine you, you're running into other folks that you've worked with just throughout your career, maybe, you know, at ESPN and all over the mm-hmm. country. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, for sure. I mean, whether it be a, a Brett McMurphy, who I ran into and talked to for a while yesterday, he's one of my better buddies, you know. Right. Or, uh, you know, it really, I mean, any number of people, the, the, the people from local markets that go to media days every year. So catch up a little bit with them, uh, new people in local markets that are might want to pick my brain about something here or there about the business or moving up in the business. So, um, you know, one of our old interns, uh, in Charlotte, she's working, uh, covering the, uh, Aggies at Texas A&M. So yeah, it is cool. I mean, you just kind of got to keep your head on a swivel cause you're going to see somebody, you know, you know, like, or, or somebody's going to bark your name out and you're going to turn around and, you know, I'm like, Oh yeah, God, it's been a bit, you know, it's, it's, it's cool to see. It's, not a very like I'm not a social person you know we'll, we'll, we'll turn down invitations to go to almost anything that's a group <laughs> setting but but right. when I'm forced to be in it then I'm cool with it but but yeah. I, I I typically never choose to find myself in those situations yeah I mean the older I get the more I'm the same way it's like the best call you could get is a call from the people you were planning to do something with saying they're canceling that plan yeah <laughs> It's so true. I mean, it's, it's so true. I mean, we, we, we just got off the air and, you know, producer, my buddy Brad's like, hey, what are you going to do tonight? And I'm like, well, I'm going to go do a podcast and then I'm going to try to go to the gym. And then I don't know. And and I, I love I don't know because it's like, you know, I'm when I'm at home, it's wife and four kids and, and there really aren't many I don't knows. So to be able to get to say, I don't know what I'm going to do and maybe we'll go grab dinner and maybe we'll I don't know what it's a luxury to be able to say, I don't know. So I don't know. Well, speaking of, of, I don't know ish, something Mm -hmm. that I think would be cool for you, just projecting to this time next year, when you're talking to the guys from your alma mater at Oklahoma, Mm -hmm. that's gotta be something cool. You gotta have thought about that. Oh yeah. No, I'm beyond looking forward to them. I mean, I'm already pushing our, 
our, uh, you know, my bosses and stuff to say, hey, look, July 1st of 24, it becomes official. I need to be in Norman. I need to be in Norman welcoming in my school, welcoming in my, you know, my athletic director, my president, uh, you know, whatever it may be, like send me to Norman. I don't know if they're going to send me to Norman and Alyssa or Peter, whoever they choose, send to Austin, Marty, whatever they want to do. But um, uh, no, I'm, I'm so dang excited that, uh, that, that OU and Texas for that matter are, are coming yeah. in because I love the idea of them coming in together. Yeah, it's, it's going to be special. I, I still can't believe that that not only came together, but the fact that they're going to be able to get everybody on everybody else's schedule by next year. That's, that's yeah. almost a miracle. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's playing either OU or Texas. It's awesome. It's awesome. All right. Before we get into football, I want to have kind of a little bit of get to know Dari with some random questions. So okay. what is your favorite food? Mexican. Anything Mexican. Mexican. Anything. Yeah, Mexican. Okay, what is your favorite SEC food town? So, you know, like I said, like I'm not like the most social person. I'm also <laughs> not uh, like I'm not a foodie. Okay. However, however, I'm going to give you my favorite place in the SEC, but it's also in large part because of the couple that owns it. Uh, yes, the quality of food is great, but it's the setting. It's called Herman's Rib House, Fayetteville, Arkansas. Nick and Carrie Wright own it. Uh, she's still a server. He is still a cook. Uh, and, and it's their restaurant and so welcoming and awesome and Herman's rib house and the food is just killer, man. So Herman's rib house would be the place. Uh, a lot of people don't know this, but the hogs are my number two sec team because I lived there. My wife and I did right after college, our twins were born there. And I'll tell you what, the similarities between Arkansas and Georgia are so many of them. I mean, Southern culture, similar weather. Everybody there loves food um, mm -hmm. to the point where when we were there, you could get all you could eat Waffle House and all you could eat Crystal. Yes. Really? Yes. That really? existed. Yes. In Arkansas. Yeah. <laughs> that makes me want to go to the gym now. <laughs> <laughs> just, thinking, just thinking about it. So I don't know if Herman's was around, not in its Herman's been around forever in some capacity it's changed ownership a few times and then mm -hmm. nick and carrie bought it probably 10 12 years ago but yeah i'm telling you if you're ever out there again it's on college hit it it's true it's awesome and let me know ahead of time because nick would want to know so okay yeah fayetteville is just a great college town up in the ozarks it's beautiful up there it's underrated man it's and it's always been kind of my favorite in the sec because it's close to also so i'll have a friend or a my dad, every time I'm out there, it's only two hours from where I grew up. But um, no, I just love it. I love Fayetteville. I love the people. I love the hills. I love the green, you know, green everywhere. I, I just, yeah, always had a, a connection with that place. Great tradition. And who doesn't like Sam Pittman? I mean. Exactly. Right. That's exactly right. Dave Van Horn's a friend of mine. I covered him at Nebraska 25 years ago. I, you know, I, I love Muss. I mean, they've got Courtney Dyfel now, you know, softball coaches. Right. Great. Like, yeah, it's it's a good, comfortable spot to go. Without a doubt. Yeah. All right. Favorite band? ACDC. ACDC. Yeah. Motley Crue's up there. Green Day's up there. I think you're getting a sense of my kind of music, but uh, yeah, ACDC's the all-timer. You're a rocker. I like it. We're kindred spirits. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, good, good, good. Yeah, 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 for sure. Next one's tough. Favorite all-time song? Thunderstruck. Not that hard. I, that's that's the one. 
Love it. <laughs> you know, we did a we did a thunderstruck bit last year tied into uh, the decibel level, uh, Georgia, Tennessee. Oh yeah. And uh, we use that as a background. That is, that is such a song that just gets you jacked up. That song does. Uh, I, a lot of their songs do. Money Talks. I love the way the beginning of that song goes. Uh, you know, obviously Highway to Hell is great. Uh, but no, man, like ACD, if you need to get going on for something, like it's hard to beat a whole bunch of ACDC songs. All right. Now, this just came to my head. This is a curveball that came to my head. You brought up Money Talks. Mm -hmm. Now, there's also... One of my favorite artists from Oklahoma, J.J. Kale. Are you familiar with J.J. Kale? I am not. Oh, my gosh. So J.J. Kale wrote a lot of songs that other people made famous. Like, okay. like They Call Me the Breeze that Leonard Skinner did. Okay. Or Cocaine that Clapton did. Or just a, a bunch of different songs. But he wrote a song called Money Talks. And he's just kind of one of these obscure songwriters that is just pure Oklahoma. you got to look into him. He's, he's really? passed away now. Yes. And, JJ well, and that's the thing, like nobody could know who you are. And I'm not saying that's the case with JJ, but you could be a complete on, but have made so much money because songwriting is where that money is. So yeah, I mean, he's it's, yeah. a great guitar player. And yeah, you're right. I mean, just made tons of mailbox money. I mean, speaking of which, like, yeah, exactly. Mailbox money. Uh, so three doors down, their drummer guy, another Oklahoma guy by the name of Greg Upton. And uh, he's he's a good friend of mine. And I remember having a conversation with him. And he's like, I'm, he's like, I'm always trying to write the next song. Like, I'm always trying to write the next song. That's what I think a lot of people don't realize is that when you're in a band, whether you're, uh, you know, whether it's it's a group or it's it's Taylor Swift and you're one of her musicians, but you don't, nobody knows your name you're getting paid like every two weeks, like everybody else does. You get paid every two weeks. You're not rolling around in money. You're either the front man who is the star or you are the songwriter and mm -hmm. you do really well as a songwriter. If you have that genius in you. Well, I mean, look at Chris Stapleton before he ever got famous, you know, with his songs yeah. and going on the road, he was, he was making mailbox money in Nashville, writing his yeah. songs for everybody else. It's awesome. Yeah. It's great. All right. It's great Last, last outside of football question before we get to football. Okay. This is one that people get asked. So you can have four guests at a dinner party, living or dead. Who are you having? Mm. Uh, I'm going to go back to ACDC for a second. Angus okay. Young. Angus okay. Young, one of the founding fathers uh, of ACDC, still with us. Uh, his brother Malcolm passed a couple years back, but I'll go Angus Young. Um, oh, my goodness. Uh, Brian Bosworth. Okay. Okay. I want some inside scoop on those mid-80s days uh, in Norman. <laughs> um, boy, do I want another musician? Uh, maybe... Let's see here. This is a great question. I, it's funny because, yes, people have been asked it. I don't think I've ever really thought it through and been asked it. Um, one of my all-time, another one of my favorite uh, athletes, I, he's a quiet-ish guy, but I grew up idolizing Ryan Sandberg. I played second base for a long time, and he was a second base. No, you know what? Scratch scratch Sandberg. I want Kirk Gibson. I want stories of 88. I'm a Dodger guy, so I want stories of, of game one of the 88 series off Eckersley. I want... Give I like me that. It. Angus Young, Berth, 
uh, Kurt Gibson. I think I'm done with sports. Um, an actor, an actor. Is there an actor that I love? An actress that I love? Now they could be uh, dead. Remember, this person could be dead. Could be dead. Yeah. Could be dead. <laughs> I'm trying to get away from sports, but then like Babe Ruth comes to my head. Oh, wow. Okay. You That's know. awesome. We'll go with Babe Ruth. We'll go with Babe. So Kurt Gibson, Babe Ruth, Brian Bosworth, and Angus Young. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that would be amazing. That's a collection. I mean, Babe Ruth alone, just the stories he could tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the first, when you say dead, that's the first one that comes to mind. Yeah. It was Babe Ruth. The first one, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, I could do, like, presidents or whatever. Like, and regardless of politics, like, there's always presidents or, or, like, politicians that I may or may not agree with on a lot of things. But I'm like, that person would be really cool to have dinner or a beer with. Like, yeah. I would love to sit down at a baseball game, have a couple of beers with George Bush. Like sure. that would be really fun, right? Bill Clinton be really, really heck, Barack Obama would be cool as hell to hang out. But right. uh, I don't know about a dinner party. Like if it's just one on one, yeah, I don't know about a dinner party. Yeah, yeah. Well, I grade your answers as an A plus. Okay, thank you, thank you, thank you. So let's get to some football. What are you most excited about for this season? SEC specifically? It can be throughout college football. Um, whew, that's great. Um, well, I'm always interested to see if, if any new blood decides to to throw their names, like TCU did last year. I right? throw mm -hmm. throw their hat in in a, in a championship type of ring. Uh, it's funny. I've been so inundated with like SEC stuff. I mean, storylines. I'm looking at the Alabama quarterback situation. I'm looking at right Jimbo and Petrino successfully working together, right, with those two personalities. Uh, Hugh Freeze, I mean, I we just talked to him a little while ago, had him on set with us, and, you know, how quickly he turns around Auburn. I think that's a matter of, of like, that's a that's going to happen, just how quick. Right. Um, you know, around the league, a patience with Billy Napier at Florida, and I certainly hope that it's going to be a hard year for him and them, and I just hope they don't do something that they're going to regret at the end of that year. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Carson Beck, I mean, for your fan base, assuming it's going to be him, uh, Aaron Murray just tells me all the time, he's like, that dude could be in New York on Heisman night. He's he's that big of a believer in him. Uh, so I would say Carson, you know, the, the Georgia situation. There's a, there's a lot of them. But um, let me tell you who I was just like, we just listened to. And, and understanding that I don't know when this is going to air. So I'm sorry I'm like dating this. No, um, it's going to be soon, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So, so we just the last coach we heard from in there was Zach Arnett, first year head coach at Mississippi State. Now he was the defensive coordinator under Coach Leach and three years, and now he's the head coach. I had never, I don't think I'd ever talk. That dude is, he's like 36 and he is sharp and he's comfortable in the setting and he just real, like he just speaks, he's real. He just speaks from the, from the heart, the gut, whatever. Dude, I, I, I was so impressed with Zach Arnett. So, I mean, instantaneously, you know, like in this, I know it's like getting dark here. There's like thunderstorms out my window. Look at this. I'll oh, show wow. the people. I'm going to show the people this is what I'm looking at. Show the people. This is Nashville right now. You see this stuff coming in? And there's construction oh, yeah. all over town. But yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. there's some, there's some, now there's some stuff coming. Okay. Yeah. They're supposed to SEC now outside on Broadway 
in a couple of like three hours. And I don't know how that's going to happen, but anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. So there's a lot of great storylines though. I think, uh, especially around the sec. So you touched on something that I was going to next, which is the Heisman. And um, <laughs> I believe in Aaron Murray. He definitely, yeah. um, he has credibility where uh, quarterbacks are concerned and just knowledge of college football in general. And it's mm-hmm. interesting when you look at the Heisman odds out there, Carson Beck is way up there with mm-hmm. his odds. I think, I think he's like 18 to one. Okay. Um, and somebody else whose odds have been moving in a crazy positive direction is Brock Bowers. He mm-hmm. started out 120 to one. Now he's at like 60. So I say all that to say who, if you had to pick now, would be your four finalists? If you had to guess. Caleb Williams again. Sure. Um yeah, I mean, I understand the Beck thing because, you know, this happened when Kyle, Baker Mayfield took over in Oklahoma, Kyler Murray took over. You're surrounded with so much offensive talent and you know the numbers are going to be huge and statistics, whatever matter, and Heisman voting are traditionally they do. Uh, I would go Caleb Williams. I don't know about Drake May. I know he's a he's a popular name. I love Quinshaw Judkins running back. Yes, I mean, yes. that to run for a couple yeah. thousand yards potentially. Uh, so, you know, those two I'd feel good about. Marvin Harrison Jr., Ohio State wide receiver, um, certainly one. It'd be kind of fun to see Harold Perkins get into New York as a uh, as a defensive player. Yeah, uh, you know, but I, I feel really good about Caleb Williams. So I, I would I would probably go I, off the gut, off the top of my head. Hard to believe I don't have a Georgia guy, but I go Caleb Williams, Quinshawn Judkins, uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., and uh, let's throw let's throw Harold Perkins in. Yeah, I mean, those are four solid choices, and I would say I'm going to pull Perkins out and put Bowers in. Fine. Okay, I got got you. I mean, it's hard to see a tight end really being able to do that, but obviously so much more than a tight end. If they're in there, so creative and getting in the ball, like real type stuff, which certainly matters. But it's hard for me to fathom a tight end winning the thing, but I I could see him being as a finalist. And here's the problem, though. If any time you get this from a tight end or a receiver, you got to, you got to, are they going to be a finalist over the quarterback? Right. That's in the football. Right. And then you have an issue with Bowers and Beck, for instance, taking votes away from one another. Right. So those are concerning things too. When you talk about the Heisman. Yeah, it is. It, it, it'll be, it'll be fun to watch. All right. So now I'm going to go through conference by conference. Okay. And let's predict some winners. Okay. We'll go softball first for me. SEC, of course, I'm going Georgia. What do you got? Yeah, same. I can't go away from them. Yep. ACC. Florida State. Love them. Like, I think I'm going to put them in my preseason playoff when we do our predictions, like on, on ESPN Radio, Dari and Mel. I, I'm a huge – I think Florida State, Mike Norvell have it humming right now. So, I'll go Florida State. We're two for two. I agree on okay. that. Are you? Okay. All right. Good. Good. Big Ten. I mean, could Michigan do it again? I, I'm going to go Ohio State. Ohio State. Okay. But I, I like Michigan too, but I'm going to go Ohio State. I'm going to take a flyer here and go Penn State. Mm. Are you? I am just for Thanks, fun. Frank, he can't beat Michigan and he can't beat Ohio State. That's a problem. I'm just, so I can't go there. I know. I, here. 
when they they're gonna uh, what do they say? Oh, they're gonna scarlet the shoe when Penn State comes to town, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna go ahead and predict that Ohio State's gonna fall flat on their face in front of everybody. Wow, yes. I'd be okay. I'd be okay with that. Right. Be, I'm already kind of regret. Can I take that back? Can I go Michigan? Yes, I am gonna go. You yeah, can go I'm Michigan. Gonna go, yeah, I'm gonna go Michigan. Those two running backs, you know, are. Edwards and, and Corum. Yeah. JJ at quarterback. I'll go Michigan. I'll go Michigan. Do you know, is the Penn State Michigan game at Penn State or is Penn it in Michigan? It's, at, it's Penn. at Penn State. I think it's a noon game. So I don't think it's going to be a whiteout game. Okay. I heard that one of my good buddies is a, is a big Michigan guy. I think he told me that. He's going Can up. That, what I mean, is that something that's movable to a night game based on certain circumstances? I would think so, but I think Fox, you know, they're with their big uh, lead in show or whatever. Um, I think they I think they've said that that's like they're going to be at State College and that's when it's going to be. All right. Big 12. Yeah, that one's tough. Um I cannot go Texas. I just I them yet. I do think Oklahoma could be really, really good. Um, Kansas State is, a, is kind of like an interesting pick uh, because they obviously were won it last year, but could they win it twice in a row? I, I, I'm hesitant to. Okay. Call me what you want. Oklahoma. I'm going to say this because if you, Britt Venables, what he has done through the portal on the defensive side, it like he's almost fairly new defensive front, but studs. One transferred in from Oklahoma State, actually, one uh, from Indiana. He's recruited high schoolers really well. Like, I'll go, I'll go Oklahoma because I don't think there's, I would say Oklahoma, but nobody makes the playoff in that league. All right, I agree with you for several reasons. One, everything you said about Brent Venables. Uh, He made great points about the fact that their seven losses came down to, I think, what, the final drive? And all of them, and they didn't didn't go their way. Uh, Except for Texas. Except for Texas, yeah. Um, And and Oklahoma is a sentimental choice for me because my dad went there. Yeah, okay, okay. So, and, And I grew up. I mean, in the Sooner heyday with, you yeah. know, Barry Switzer and the Wishbone and Boz. Oh, yeah. So I would love for them to win it on their way out. Good. I would, too. I think that would be pretty. The league wouldn't like that. And you also have to wonder, like, and I hate to even bring up the integrity of the game here, how many interesting calls might go against them and Texas this year? Ooh, you know? Ooh. Um, Just something to keep an eye on. I mean, yeah. it, both fan bases will, you know, whine and moan about, it and i don't know that there's nothing to it i mean something you know people every every call made will go under a microscope for sure for sure yeah yeah and that'll be that'll be fun and that'll be yeah exactly all right last one and i feel like this one's kind of way more wide open and that's the pac-12 so i'm between usc and utah uh, there's a lot of people that like Washington because of Penix. There's a lot of people that like Oregon because of Bo Nix. Um, but 
USC defensively scares me because it's still Lincoln Riley and Alex Grinch. And like that's we obviously had to see that up close at, at OU. I'm going to go Utah. Cam Rising is back. I think Kyle Whittingham's one of the most underappreciated head coaches in the country. So I'll go Utah in the pack. Absolutely right about Kyle Whittingham. You know, there's also some teams that that are getting a lot of love, like Oregon State Beavers mm-hmm. um, with DJ going there. And yeah. then, I mean, here's a wild card. All right, first I got to make my pick. And I'm just going to go – I'm going to go Lincoln Riley because why not? Maybe he'll find out a way to play defense. What do you think Dion's going to be able to do? Yeah. I think three or four wins this year. Really? Realistically. Yeah. It's one. It's, it's, I understand he had to, he thought he had to change out 50 something or 60 pieces. I get that. But there's still so many unknowns that are, going to Boulder uh, and whatever system he's operating offensively and defensively. I, there's going to be a lot of eyeballs on them for the first time in years and years and years. I, I mean, I, I think, I think if they get to a bowl game, I'd be shocked to be honest. I exper- And quite honestly, like this is an experiment that I hope doesn't work. Now I wouldn't long-term if it works fine. I don't like the idea of going in to the meeting and telling everybody they can take a damn hike if they want to. Like, that's – I don't need that. You know, I, I'm here and my luggage is Louie. Like, whatever. Like, first of all. But – so I, I kind of – I don't want this to go real well with the way that it's been operated, but I wouldn't expect – I don't expect a lot from them. I, I kind of feel the same way, but I, I for some reason feel like they're going to get bowl eligible. I feel like there's he's going to have some juice that and, – and, and they're going to find a way to get the six wins and maybe ruin some seasons along the way. Maybe. Have you seen their schedule? I think they've got, they do have a non-conference against Nebraska, but I think they're in the first month, I think they play USC and Oregon both. So it could be tough sledding out of the chute. Yeah, you're right. It, it, it could go, it could go two ways. It could go real South yeah. or if they could sneak an upset in somewhere. Yeah. Who knows? Because it'll be interesting. It'll be fun to watch. For sure. For sure. I, I agree with that. So you're going, who are you going? Who are you taking? <laughs> I think oh, I, you took SC. I took SC. You took it. Okay. All right. So where are we different? We both have Florida State, Georgia, Oklahoma. We're different you in the Big Penn Ten. State, I got Michigan. We're different in the Big Ten and we're different in the Pac 12. In the Pac. All right. Fair enough. Four out of six in four, four out, out of five? No. Three out of five. <laughs> three out of five. Yeah, there you go. Three out of five. <laughs> All we're right. not math majors in this. Uh, no, we're not. Um, <laughs> who do you feel like coaches whose seats are just on fire this year? I, you know, I – so I was talking to somebody yesterday here, and that, that knew I was like, tell you what, if he doesn't – if Brent doesn't win it this year, he may not see the SEC, which I think is a, ridiculous. Right. Well, I don't think he's on the hot seat in any way, shape, or form at Oklahoma Venables, but what do I know? Hot seat, uh, you're talking about in the SEC specifically? In no, this college, college football-wise. Okay. Um, as crazy as it sounds, if they lose a third straight to Michigan, Ryan Day could find himself on one, which yep. seems ridiculous. 
Billy Napier, which I think it would be even more ridiculous, could be on one. Um, but I mean, I, I I'm not really necessarily buying that. I, you know, Jimbo should be. Yes, yes. You know, the buyouts. I don't know if the buyout makes that impossible to fire him or not. Oh, uh, it's so down to what? It's way down to like sixty million now, isn't it? Uh, is it? Is that all it is now? Is that it? Is that <laughs> yeah. it? How about how about Sark? Uh, exactly. Right? Yes, that's exactly uh, what I was thinking. I wonder about Chip Kelly at UCLA, um, especially going into the Big Ten after this year. But again, like I don't know if you want to make that change going into another league. Can that and a much better league than they're in? That that could be risky. Those are some of the some of the first names that pop to mind, though. It, it almost feels like does UCLA even care about football that much to make a move like that? You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't, and I. Not a move like with a huge buyout. Now I don't know what chips is, right? But certainly not a probably no. If you're talking, you got to pay him twenty two million bucks, and you're moving to the big. Well, or, or by saying we're moving to the Big Ten and and we're going to make a heck of a lot more money than we have. I, but they're very very mediocre for you know and and have lost some games they shouldn't lose. So I I don't know I. Like, if you want to be taken – like, they, how much do they care about football might be one face. But I tell you, like, they care about it in the Big Ten. And I, I think you better feel like you're equipped to win when you make that move. Yeah, and I mean, Chip Kelly's a good coach. It's like I, the, the biggest thing UCLA's got going for him is the name and the location. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, it's tough to beat. Though, you know, not – you know, playing 45 minutes from campus is something that I, I think that the players don't love, which sure. is certainly a drawback in, in terms of fans as well. But um, and this you're, you're in L.A., so, you know, I don't know how much they care there anyway. But, um, yeah, I mean, he wouldn't be on the top of the hot seat chart for sure. Well, you know, he's. He's lost some talent going into this year. He lost Charbonnet, and then I'm drawing a blank on the quarterback's name, but he was good. Oh, DTR. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. He played there. Dorian Thompson Robinson played there five years. Yeah. Five years starter. I think. Yeah. So that's one that could, could get away from them. And you just don't know what, you know, it's like you were bringing up the math. If they're about to go make a lot more money in the big 10, they might want a splashy hire. They might. That's an attractive job. I mean, that's still going to be an attractive job, even more so in that, in the big 10. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, I, I give you one other name and I like him a lot. But I, I feel like things are slipping there pretty quickly, and it's Mike Gundy. And, and I would hate that because I really do like him. And I, I, I have nothing against OSU, even as an OU guy. But, it boy, last year was ugly. And and players leaving. Spencer Sanders would have walked in quarterback and instead, for a you know, fifth year starting quarterback, and instead decides to leave and, and go to a place he probably won't start. Like, that's a tough – that's a tough – thing to try to understand what happened there with with Mike Gundy in the latter stages of last season yeah and and the it it, it seems like it, it's it's a location that's becoming less attractive for people to be recruited to with Oklahoma and Texas leaving Bedlam's yeah. gone yeah. um so you know what's what's going to draw somebody to Tulsa yeah and Stillwater yeah I mean Stillwater. Yeah. It, it, I don't know. Honestly, I, I don't know. I for the like for the record, I do want to say that I, I do think 
that uh, Brett Yormark, the Big 12 commissioner, has done a heck of a job and kind of and and honestly, you know, before him, Bowlesby in in like solidifying the league. Like I, I feel better about the Big 12 than I do the Pac 12 or the ACC, in all honesty. Like I, I think those are good programs that are coming in. It'll be fun to watch them. Actually, like I love the idea of watching Cincinnati and BYU and Houston and UCF with OU in Texas for one year. Right. And everybody else, fun league this year. I think they've done a really good job of like kind of solidifying that league and they'll probably end up adding more teams to it. So, uh, you know, I wouldn't count the Big 12 down and out by any stretch. And I think they can still get talent. But uh, if if there's bleeding in Stillwater, it, it needs to be stopped pretty quickly or else you kind of drown. Yeah. Yeah. That's a that's a good one that I hadn't thought about. Um, all right. Yeah. Bold predictions. I'm going to give you mine. Okay. I'd like to hear if you've got one. So here's my bold prediction. Okay. The Georgia defense will only allow 8.9 points per game during the regular season, which means under 100 points in 12 games. That's wild. Isn't that wild? Now, their schedule doesn't hurt them here. So right. that's a, right. Right. How many of those come in Knoxville? And then how many are left to spread around the rest? Now they only what gave up 13, 16? What did they give up to Tennessee last year? 13. 13. All right. No, that's that's bold. I think that's that's bold. Uh, uh dual prediction. If you don't tell me what you think about Milton and how he's going to do this year. I like him. I like him a lot. I, I, I think another year, like, you know, kind of watching Hendon, you know, he took his job. He's, but he's been the number one, true number one guy since the end of last season. Um, no, I, I think there's, I think Joe Milton, um, I'm trying to I think of another of a bold prediction though. All right. Out of LSU, Alabama, Auburn will beat one of those two, LSU. Woo-hoo. First year on the freeze, Auburn games. Is that bold? I don't know if that's bold. That's, that's very bold. I'm just sitting here thinking who would my prediction to be as who it would be. And so my mind immediately goes to, is the Iron Bowl being played in Auburn this year? And I think it is. It, I, that's something I have to know. Um, I think it is, too. I think it is too. I'm just double checking this real quick, but I uh, I believe it is at uh, Auburn. Let's see. Auburn plays Alabama at home, and they play at LSU. Do you want to just go ahead and put that out there that Auburn is going to beat Bama? No. <laughs> <laughs> nope. No, I do not. <laughs> That's not a, that would be a bold. I'm still here. Yeah. <laughs> That would be a bold prediction. Not, not while I'm prediction. still here, and we have Nick Saban on our set tomorrow morning. So no yes, problem. yes. Yeah. All right, I'm going to ask a question that is uh, it, it's a touchy subject for Georgia fans, that, but I truly want your opinion on this, is all of the moving violations in Athens. And, you know, Kirby made the point of, you know, if you look at the numbers year by year, we really don't have any more than we normally have. So is it more a byproduct of 
now we're winning and so people are looking at us more or is that also obviously tied to the tragedy that occurred a little bit of both um i the speeder versus super speeder thing looks like a little bit of desperation from kirby i i thought that i i you know he felt a little defensive at media days talking about it instead of just kind of accepting that it's a problem. It's important away from the field. Lives cannot be put in jeopardy or lost anymore. Certainly. Um, I, I don't love his approach to this. I, I, I don't feel like it's a true ownership of it. Like look, you, nobody's going to come and say you can't, can't play in the playoff or because of this nobody's coming to say you know one more speeding violation and and you're out um i think what we all want is just yeah like i don't like these numbers um this this for whatever reason seems to be an issue here and we're having and we're watching this and we've brought our our police department into play and we want them to, you know, keep a close eye on on what's going on in the community. And if and if somebody stopped for speeding, then let me know and I'll I'll address it. Like I just feel like there's not a lot of accountability, maybe not as much as there should be. Yeah, there's a there's so much going on here. One of them is, you know, the police officers in Athens do not care that you play a sport. And in fact, that may work in the opposite direction. Whereas in other college towns, I've heard that you might just get a warning. So you got that. Then you've got NIL money changing the equation from these kids normally wouldn't have a 2023 Dodge charger. That'll go 150 yep. miles an hour. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So the, so there's that. And I'm not trying to make excuses. I'm just talking about things going on, but I do have a rather outside the box solution that I don't know whether it would work or not, and, and you may, could you make as a part of your scholarship a stipulation that says, you get a speeding ticket, that car sits for a year. That's a part of your scholarship, almost like a morality clause in a coach's com contract, that, that, that here's the deal, you, you get to come to this school for free and play football, but as a part of that, you're not gonna go out and have a moving violation. And if you do, we're not going to kick you off the team, but we are, we're take your car's parked. Is that just crazy? That, that theory, that plan. So much leverage now. Right. With the ability to leave. Right. I, I like, I like it in theory, but I don't know how realistic it is to enforce it. You're almost saying like, we will take your license. The state didn't take your license. We're taking, we're revoking your ability to drive, which is one of the great freedoms when you're away from home and you're in another town and you're well known and 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 you know you're wanted in various places. I I like the idea, but I don't know that players. And that's hey, the thing. that's kind of one of the things that I have a hard time with now. With all the uh, increased player freedoms, I'm not trying to say players can't have a freedom, but like when, when you have to be careful about how you handle problematic situations on and off of a football field because there's some either either blatant fear that these kids are just going to go somewhere else where they're not held to any standards, then you have to be careful. And I think that I don't like that.
Since people are already going to tell me that that idea I just threw out there was crazy and terrible, I'm going to throw out what will be viewed as a worse one. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so what if we said, hey, you got the NIL money, you bought a Lamborghini, that's great. But during the season, that Lamborghini is parked and we will give you unlimited Uber points. You can go wherever you want, whenever you want, but you're not driving to get there. Even worse, right? No, actually, I, I, I don't mind that because. So just because you have like, here's the issue with me, with me, whether it's a charger, whether it's a Lambo, whatever it is. Just because it can go 180 doesn't mean it needs to go 180 down an Athens street or down highway 80, I-85 or whatever. Like there's a there's a level of common that's drastically missing when this is happening. So while your ideas are very rational, we're dealing with people that are making very irrational decisions, and we're asking them to understand that when they come to University of Georgia. And that's like hard. But the idea that you would drive 90 and a 60 or, a, or not, well, that's not even one of the problems. It's more like the, the, the 67 and a 25. Like, what are you thinking? You're not. Um, so, yeah, like, I, look, I, I would love to say everybody drives. You know, every every ever drive a either an SUV or a pickup truck or, um, you know, a, a Volkswagen. But like that's not the reality. They've got money. Cars are cool. They want to go in fast cars. I think it just. I, I think it. There needs to be a punishment. There's no question about it. I don't know about you kick somebody off of a team if they do it. There needs to be a, a significant punishment, whether it's two or three game suspension, whatever it may be. But I don't know. I, I still don't. I don't think you can take the kids' Lamborghini keys. I just well, don't. I'm, think not saying, I'm not saying you're taking it. I'm just saying that, that as a part of your scholarship, it is. It's known in advance. If, if you do this, then as a part of your scholarship, we're not taking your car, but your driving privileges within okay. the city are gone for X number of time, X number of months. So, the kid that got that Lamborghini. Okay, let's say. That kid is doing just fine financially with an right. IM. Right. Oh, you're telling me. So you're telling me you won't pay for me to come here if, if I don't give you my Lamborghini keys for the school year, for the season even. Okay. So you, We're still going to let him play, but the car. No, no, no. Is, okay. I understand. Okay. You're still going to let him play if they, if, if they agree not to drive the Lambo during the season. Right. What I'm saying is, is as a part, and I don't even know how are scholarships written contracts. How does that work? I, I was the way my thinking was is a scholarship is a contract. Yeah. You play football, you go to school free, but you put as a stipulation of that contract. Here's what happens when you get a a speeding ticket, oh, a when super speeding ticket, and it's known in advance that you know here's gotcha. what's going to happen with your car privileges for A B C D E F G. I got you. Okay. I thought you were saying make them sign the agreement before they even make a mistake. I, 
You know, I am. sorry. I thought you were saying, okay, welcome to the University of Georgia. You have a Lamborghini. You can't drive it in the season. Like, so I, you're saying if they make a mistake, that's what happens. A speeding ticket, that's what happens. Well, I, I, posed, I posed it two different ways. Okay. I said, you know, you've got the one system where, you know, speeding ticket equals this punishment. And then I said, here's another more radical plan, which is nobody has driving privileges. You get free Uber yeah. wherever you want, which I, I, that's too radical. That would never work because people would say, I don't care about going there. But I, I think if if people know in advance, hey, here's here's the rules, which they're rules anyway. But here's how your driving privileges are affected when you break rules, which in this case are laws. Yeah. I'm fine with whatever. It's like this just this. This stuff can't happen and, and Kirby needs to, I just like, I would wrap uh, my, my thought on that is just, he needs to take accountability as the head coach there, whether it's ex- more, it, it's meetings with the school president, with the athletic director, it's whatever it may, you, you bring somebody in who lost a child to drunk driving or to, to speeding or what have you, like these players have to be may have to make better decisions. I, I don't know. I mean, as simple as that sounds like, and Kirby needs to own that. Well, and I mean, I know he's brought in, you know, the the police multiple times and brought in everybody that you can bring in. But the, the reality is, is 18 year olds are still going to be 18 year olds. And I know that there's punishments, there's punishments internally that we don't ever see. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's like, how can you truly, keep them from speeding and the only way to do it is is to in my mind do something like i'm talking about which is yeah you get a speeding ticket and you know that triggers x to happen yeah 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 that's that's fine i i I initially thought david what you were saying was like you come to school here's the rule or you can't drive it during the season no you're saying you come to school here's the rule you commit a violation then that triggers you not driving that car the rest of the season. I got you. That'd be or, or, or whatever, a month, yeah. two months. It depends yeah. on what the speed, what the violation yeah. was. Yeah. No, I got you. I got you. I got, I got something needs to be done. I mean, I like, I don't, I don't hate that idea. It's just my bigger point is you have to be very, very careful about what freedoms you threaten to take away from these players or they won't come play for you. Right. right. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just, it's a fine line, but it doesn't seem like we've had a hard time recruiting. And if somebody says that they don't want to come there because if I do something wrong, you're going to take away this privilege, then you, you probably don't need them anyway. You, you you could make the case that that might not be the right guy anyway. Yeah. yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's different. I mean, it's so much different now than it's ever been like these coaches. Not only do you have to recruit, not just the kids that are in high school, but you got to recruit transfer portal. You got to recruit the kids that are on your roster so that they don't enter the transfer portal, at least the ones that you know that you need the most. And try to discipline in a very, very, very careful manner, not to rub some of them the wrong way, not to make them feel like they lose their freedoms or don't have freedoms to be who they are because they'll go somewhere else. Look, that, I mean, look, these coaches are making a whole lot of money to make these big decisions and, and and figure out the right philosophy of handling all this. So we'll let them do it. I wouldn't want to try it, though. No, I, I wouldn't either. I mean, if you can think about 
just trying to control myself when I was in Athens, when I was 18 to 22. And then yeah. what if your job was to control 120 and that's just the players, yeah. what you're doing. Yeah. Um, it's, that's a tall task. Yeah. Agreed. It's, it's almost mission impossible. Yeah, I would think so too. I would think so too. It's, it, it is tough. It is tough. That's why I'd rather just watch the games. <laughs> exactly. Right. Hey, speaking of watch, Please give a humongous thank you to everybody at the SEC Network for them dogs that just came out last night. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you got – Was it good? Oh, oh it, it was wonderful. You know what was just as good? What? This is them dogs. was watching the one from the year before right after well, that. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, you just keep making them create Georgia content. They just keep winning. Well, I mean, we're, we're in the golden age right now. We're in the sweet no spot. This is no the good doubt. old days for us. So we're just trying to savor it up here after our, our years of suffering. Yeah, I hear you. You earned it. You earned it. All that 40 plus year wait. Now you're just going to keep reeling them off. I just hope, I just hope Georgia fans always continue to appreciate them, no matter how many may show up, no matter how many championships may come. Oh, we savor them. Are you kidding? We're still yeah. pinching ourselves. I mean, two years ago, we were starving. Yeah. We yeah. can't believe we're in a position. To three, Pete? Are you kidding me? I know. It's wild to think about it. It's very wild. So, yes, trust me. We appreciate it. Appreciate great. Good. I'm glad. We're not, <laughs> we need we're not spoiled yet. Nothing taken for granted. Do not take them for granted. I mean, look, Bob Stoops won one in year two at OU. And I'm thinking to myself, he's going to win another two or three. Right. And they played for them, just didn't win any of them. Mm -hmm. And I would have never thought sitting here in 2023 that 2000 would stop. so yeah you never crazy yeah. you never know you got to each one could be the last one yep yep well dari we said we were going to go 20 minutes and we went an hour okay <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're too Chris easy Dor to talk to man Dor keeps texting me trying to get me to meet him in the gym let me go meet him in the gym all right <laughs> well, go meet him in the gym and once again tell everybody at sec network thanks for just the wonderful Them Dogs show. Uh, we hope they'll make one next year and can't wait to see you soon. Sounds good, buddy. I appreciate you, man. Always, always right. a pleasure to talk to you. Yes, sir. Thank you.